What's up, and welcome to the Bag Clan Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Tyler. I'm joined by Rob. What's going on, Rob? Oh my god, so many things. Blake's not here, which is a benefit to everybody, including our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Blake's going to be mad when he hears that. He is going to be. He's not going to be thrilled. He's not going to be thrilled. Uh, I'm here in Tarp Central with the broken house. Uh, after the old Dureco or whatever the hell they're calling it moved through and ripped my roof off and did a bunch of things. But hey, fantasy football must go on. Even if you don't have internet to draft a team, old auto draft's going to be robbed this year. Boom shakalaka. So this is the rule change podcast that we've been promising promising for months (laughs) and have never gotten drunk enough to record. Well, or, or... You know, considering this happened, what, two weeks ago? Not quite. Week and a half. You know, some of us have been a little busy with things. But at any rate. Yeah, so do we want to start with news or do we want to jump right into it? What do you think? Go ahead and start with news. All right, well, uh, big news, I suppose, is COVID and how it changes the fantasy football season right so um with sorry we're good well we'll cut this part out yeah no we'll keep it we're keeping it it. we're keeping Um, it let's go keep going so with covid the big question is are we going to have a season college football is already canceled at this point pretty much so are we going to have an NFL season, and are we going to have a full NFL season? Right. Prediction. Prediction. I mean, if people bubble like they've been doing the NBA, the NBA's playoffs have been going on. Um, NHL did their thing. Baseball's sort of working. Um, I think the NFL will be able to do it. And, but... What we're going to say is if we don't make it to. Do we want to put it up to a vote? We can put it up to a vote, but I think if we don't make it to 10 games. I think I would recommend 10. My official recommendation is 10. My vote will be on 10. So the the thought is here is if we don't make it to a specific part of the season, everyone just gets their buy. Yeah, they get their, their money back. If we make it to week whatever, we'll put it up to a vote. Um, we will implement a basically a system of you know are we going to go straight points are we going to go record or how do you want to do that rob well since the basis right now is based on points the 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 higher payouts are first and second and then the uh person that wins the head-to-head gets a little bit better than third I think we'll still pay out the top three. Do we just extend out the payouts and pay out four, five, six, or something like, or four, five? Uh, top we, half. We it? we might be able to go down to four yeah. since we're not if we don't have a playoff. If they just say after ten games they're like, oh, we're done, you know, pickles are green. Well, what is the the winner? The championship winner normally gets sixty bucks, right? Buy-ins thirty. Correct. So then, if you just give four and five their buy-in back, right? Then you we pay get, out half the league, right? And the rest stays the same i think that's a i think so that's a solid it, i think that's a solid that's that, a solid in pencil plan in pencil plan uh 
But we'll put it up to the league of how far into the season we need to get before the season right. becomes official. Right. But our major rule change is the way that waivers are going to happen. So right. before it was Tuesday at like 2 a.m. And so for, for those of us who are old and have a large prostate, have a large prostate and get up normally at 2, 2.30 to pee, or those of us who work overnight, Nick. Yeah. Um, it heavily benefits because you get first claim on anybody you correct. freaking want. Correct. So. I mean, I guess you could set an alarm if you really want somebody, but, you know, that's kind of crazy. I did back when I got David Johnson and <laughs> beat, beat old Nate in the championship. Well, there you go. Right, Nate? You remember that? David Johnson. Suck it, Nate. So the new system we're going to go to is called FAB. And Free- we're not talking the Beatles here. I don't know what that means. Uh, when we were fab, there was a song. God, get with the time. Sure. All right. So fab is F-A-A-B, free agent acquisition budget. At the end of the day, the simplest way to terms to put it in is it's a blind bid. Every week prior to whatever, Tuesday, whenever waivers run, yeah. everybody has a certain amount of money, uh, fake money, Fake money. That you can use the entire season. So most of the time people do $100. And so if you bid $64 in week one on a player, you only have 36 the rest of the way. Right. The, where it's just this, how bad you want that player. Right. You know. So it gives everybody a chance to get players. Right. Um, you know, Rob and I were talking earlier. All of a sudden somebody goes down to injury and you say, well... Let's use the Cowboys backfield. We don't get Cowboys. Sure, why not? All of a sudden, Zeke goes down to injury week two. Right. Very clear backup is Tony Pollard. Right. And let's pretend he's not drafted, though. He will be drafted. Right, right. So but... let's pretend Pollard's on the waiver. Well, let's pretend. And Zeke goes down to injury. At that point, you might spend 80 bucks of your 100 because you're going to have a stud. Right. So basically, every single night, these waivers will run, and you can put in a $0 bid. That, yes, you can. At that point, it just becomes normal waivers. Right. right, where it's inverse standing. Right, you want a person, and you just put in a zero dollar bid. Nobody else puts in a bid. You just get them for zero dollars. Um, yeah. But for the for the like the well, yeah. scenario we're talking about, people are going to want Tony Pollard right. if he wasn't drafted. So you know, I put in let's say twenty. Tyler puts in thirty. Uh, Greg puts in forty. Greg wins if nobody else beats him, and and now he's got sixty for the rest of the year. Yep, and. You don't know what anybody else is bidding. And in that scenario, Greg would not get his extra $10 back. If he overbids by $10. Right, 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 right. He just tough. gets what he bids, right? Yeah, tough. Right. Um, so, yeah, if, if you bid $15 on a player and nobody puts a waiver claim in. You <laughs> spend 15 Yeah, way to go, idiot. <laughs> so. That's the haps. So the other contingent here is we are fairly certain on ESPN that we can have fab run Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then open wide up on Sunday like we have it now. Right. So that you can make game day decisions, especially with COVID, where they're saying that they're not going to get – you might not know if somebody tests positive for COVID until 90 minutes before game time. Correct. So if all of a sudden we can't – and Sundays are closed and would run just like any other waivers, we will put this up to a, a, uh, a vote as well. 
do we want to go back to normal waivers, the normal, the wide open like we had them? Well, we, what we had before, right? Or do we want to go Just stay continue, with Stay them? with it, right. Um, the other rule change, uh, where there was talk last year about eliminating kickers. We're going to keep them. Um, but I would petition heavily to get rid of them in the future. Well, we're going to keep them this year. Uh, we are going to add at least one waiver. I mean, excuse me, one IR spot yep. for COVID, maybe two. Um, so people have a chance to, if they draft a guy and, you know, he's out two weeks because of COVID that you can put him on IR and, and ESPN has already said that COVID people are going to be IR eligible. Right. So that's where we're going with that. Um, and the one we've discussed, which we'll open up to during the league year, is if all of a sudden COVID runs through the NFL rampant and everybody in the league has somebody on COVID IR at one time, we may open up more IR slots as the season goes on. Right. If all of a sudden we go, oh like, my God. Hello. Yeah, thanks. We're not trying to pop Hey, yeah, yeah. Okay. Dickhead. Thanks, dog. Yeah, if all of a sudden every, everybody's got somebody on COVID IR, and uh, things are looking dire. We may add additional slots as needed. But for now, we're thinking we're going to add at least one, maybe two. Yep. And we'll go from there. Um, and are you going to set the limitation that those have to be used for COVID players? Or they're just going to be two extra IR slots? It's just two extra. So okay. if you get a, a guy I know hurt, some leagues are going, they're, they're purely COVID IR slots. If you put No, it in, I'm, I'm going to let it open for everybody because, you know... I'm not going to screw people. This is all about a friendly competition. Yeah, fuck you. Okay, fine. Why? Damn. Anyway, so let's get into some football talk. All right. Go now for it. Now that we talk rules. So, um, and we've had a lot of changes this year. Uh, a lot of players moving around. Um, you want to talk rookies? Let's talk some rookies. All let's, right. Let's talk some rookies. So, obviously... With the preseason not happening this year. Correct. So you're not going to get to see your rookies actually play in games. They're going to, like, just be thrust out there. Yep. And So so they have to be rookies that are game ready. Right. So I guess I'll start with this question. Maybe this will lead to some more discussion. All right. Outside of the obvious one, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he's the obvious – he's – in Oh, for Kansas City, for those of you, uh, especially Ryan (laughs) – yeah, for those of you who don't know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, drafted Ryan by know, the Chiefs. Ryan knows all about yeah. him. Drafted by the Chiefs, Damian Williams opted out. Right. So Clyde Edwards-Alaire immediately has the running back one role in Kansas City, which is he's he's, he's going to be the best rookie this year, pending injury. He's a top five pick. He very well could be. Easy. I, I know I have him slotted in my first round. All right. Yeah, he's a top five pick. So, I mean, so outside of Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Yeah. Who do you think the impact rookie on fantasy is going to be? And we could go by position. We could go by top in general. I mean, all right, a little homerism. I think CeeDee Lamb has a uh, good potential. Okay. Because they're going to run him out of the slot, which is against... Not really good defenders. I mean, you're going to have uh, Gallup and uh, Cooper on the outside. You're going to run uh, CeeDee Lamb, who's super accomplished. 
he could really eat in the middle of that field for Dallas. See, I'm going to tell you what. I have a different opinion there. But, well, here's another thing. They also could move him outside and put Gallup in the slot. See, I have a different opinion. You, oh, think, you think a Cooper's going to go in the slot? I think Cooper's going to go in the slot. Because, well, because Cooper, Cooper, he does excel in, in the slot. You're, you're never right. Never in his career no, has he been right. able to beat press coverage. He's like the second worst major wide receiver against press coverage versus uh, him and Cooper Cup are both terrible against press. Yeah, but what do you do? What do you do to beat press? You know, you, you line up three wide. You show. Uh, CD Lamb in the slot, and then you and motion then you move Cooper. it out. All right, I'm with that. I'm with that, that. That's what I think. I think you're going to see a lot of that out of the Cowboys, where Cooper's going to line like, up outside and motion good. into the Especially slot. Especially with the new coach and a new, you know, aggressive offensive outlook. Yeah, I can see that. Now, Kellen Moore is still going to call plays on offense. Yes, but he is. I, I mean, everybody liked what he did, and they thought oh, he yeah. was hamstrung by the clapper. Yep. Nice job. Um, I also think that. Uh, so that was your wide receiver. Well, there's several wide receivers I think that the last well, should be go, good. Well, go pick one in each position. All right, fine. Um, running back. Can't or I re- should say wide receiver and running back because quarterback and tight end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot remember his name. But for the Washington football team. Oh, the pass catcher? Antonio Gibson. Thank you. Because, you know, obviously Geis is gone. Yep. Geis is, oh, news, Geis is done. Geis is never going to play another snap in the NFL. No, he won't. He won't. Uh, multiple multiple rape charges at LSU, and as well as strangulation charge. And, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's done. He's done. Um, Adrian Peterson can only give you so much. Yep. Um, I think that guy has a chance to do something. Though, yeah, I mean, Antonio Gibson is an interesting prospect. He had... 77 carries last year at Memphis. He, um, so him, Tony Pollard, Darrell Henderson, there's a lineage there of ultra athletic, like playmakers that, that Memphis coach just likes to move all over the field. I agree. Um, they play in the slot, they play outside, they play running back. So Antonio Gibson played all of those. And again, 77 college carries. He went to Juco before that because of some, Grade issues, um, but yeah, seventy-seven D one carries, but all words out of Washington are that he's he's shining right now. Yeah, uh, uh, you got any tight end prospects? So the one with thanks, thanks, thank, yeah, thanks we need again. another motorcycle, Dick. Wow, I mean, come on, We're not trying to record here or anything. It's like yeah. we, it's like we don't have an on-air sign or anything, right? We um, don't. FYI. I, the thing with tight ends, and you saw it last year with Hawkinson yeah. with Fant, no matter how good tight end prospects are, they take three years to develop. Correct. I mean, so who's your breakout guy this year? Well, L- let's let's forget rookies. Who's who's the guy you think that's good? like? Is it Herndon? Is it Fant? You know, I think um, does Hawkinson like? I think I think Hawkinson's bar is so low because he was hurt last year. Mm-hmm. So if he comes out and he's injured, it's. He, it's not going to take too much for him to outproduce his draft capital. Right. Again, we're an Iowa podcast, so he's going to get drafted higher than most leagues. Sure. But in most leagues, he's either not going to get drafted or he's going to get drafted super late, and it's going to take almost nothing to it to do better than that. All right. I do like Noah Fant. Um, I really don't like – they drafted Albert Awakebaum out of Missouri. He mm. was Drew Locke's college tight end, which is interesting. It is. He ran 
four four five, I think, as a tight end, big boy. Which is, but all he can do is run straight. Yeah, he can't turn. So and Fant, we we all know Fant. Fant is a playmaker and a baller. Right. So, and Fant's a hell of a better blocker. And he came on in the, uh, toward the end of the year. Oh, came on. Came came on your mom. Um, I I mean th- those are the obvious picks, right? But for my, did you have any other tight end you wanted to? I mean, Herndon's the only guy I'm really. That's that's not a a big a, a name that everybody is already looking at. I just at. hate Adam I know. offenses. I do too. Okay, here's another one. Um, Gasecki. That's who I was about to say. <laughs> the the minute Tua takes over, yeah, because he's going to take over at some. He point, will. The minute Tua takes over, Mike Gasecki is going to be a hot commodity. And he was he had good games. Last year, where he was serviceable as a tight end, you know, right? Um, and that was his rookie year. The fact that he's got no, Kaseki is going into year three. He came. Oh, is he really? Three. Yeah, because remember well, he was he was the ultra athletic tight end, you're right? And everybody from Iowa is going. Fant puts up better measurables than him in every single area. Yeah, so he he's going into year three, which is you're right. You're right. The tight end breakout yep. year. Him and Herndon are both going into year three. You're right. Okay, so I think Gusecki has a shot at at doing something this year. More than his draft position would tell you he's going to do. So, um, how about... Okay, so we, we talked a little wide receiver. Well, you I'll got, go into mine. You got any others? Yeah, give me some more. I, um, I'm thinking... I mean... I have a couple, but go yeah, ahead. So, with wide receiver... 90% of the issue is, are they going to get on the field and are they going to know the playbook? Right. Do they have to simplify the playbook down for the wide receiver to, and then they can only run 45% of routes or whatever. It is. You know, they can only be on the field 45% of the sure. time. Sure. So, I have two, and I'm going to leave the one I know you want to talk about. I have I have one in my head, I so know go ahead. I'm, I'm going to talk about All two. right, go ahead. The two guys that I think are going to be have an easy chance or are going to be on the field the most out yep. of rookies, even more than CeeDee Lamb, yep. are Justin Jefferson and Jalen Rager. Yeah, I, I agree on both of those. And like I said, I'm leaving the guy that I know you want to talk about. Oh, San Francisco? No, actually. I was leaving Pittman for you. Oh! But, well, I do think... Okay, yeah. yes. I do think Pittman so, will do a thing, too. So, go ahead. Jalen Rager, um, ultra do-everything guy out of TCU... Um, and if you don't, and for those who don't know, where where do you go to? Philly. Philly. Thank you. Um, in the first round, he got drafted a pick after C.D. Lamb. Yep. Um, Philly wanted C.D. Lamb bad, and eat, Dallas said, "Fuck the, off." Yeah, yeah, eat nuts. Um, but for those of you who don't watch the Big Twelve, TCU had historically bad quarterback play last year. I'm talking like garbage, literally, like basically a high school quarterback yeah. out there, like. This guy, um, I think, I actually think that in the last decade, Jalen, nobody, no highly drafted receiver had a lower um, catchable percentage of balls thrown their way than Jalen Rager. Wow. There, there's some, I mean, you can get more specific on that stat. Yeah, yeah. It's very generalized. But Jalen Rager is an electric factory with the ball in his hands. Um, yeah, and I hate that. Yeah. For as a Dallas fan, yeah, but I mean, you look at the Eagles' uh, uh, wide receivers; they don't have any, right? I mean, 
Somebody's got to produce, and it's going to be probably him. Yeah, and the the one thing I'll say um, about Rager is that I forgot. Is <laughs> that I forgot? Um, shit. What was I going to say? I don't know. He's great after the catch. He's I know that. Awesome after the catch. Yes. Um. Yeah, I, I think if he plays with a quarterback that can get the ball into his hands, that's all it's going to take. Yeah. And he's. It looks like he's going to return punts early in the season. All right. Who's your other guy? Uh, the other one was Justin Jefferson. Uh, Justin Jefferson, I... Is that Minnesota? Minnesota. Thank you. I believe... Was he drafted? He wasn't drafted ahead of CD. He was second round. No, he or he was was the end of the first. He was in the first, yes. Uh, Justin Jefferson played on the best college offense yeah. in history, probably, yeah. for LSU last year with Joe Burrow. And um, was the slot guy last year, played outside years before that. And, I mean, just excelled. Um, the interesting part is going to be is Minnesota going to be able to use him in the slot where he's really good because that's where Thielen is also really good. Thielen Correct. can play outside. Right. They're saying they're going to play their athletic tight end or Smith outside to try to make them into, you know, slot receivers. Right. So all of a sudden you send, you know, an Evan Ingram type because that was Irv Smith's comp. Yep. You send him on a nine route. Okay, that's the same as a receiver. It's when you go to turn that it's a problem. Right. Right? So, so you know, that could be interesting. And, again, who's in Minnesota other than Thielen? Right. Not a soul. Not a soul because... Josh Doxson? No, because they traded... Uh, Diggs to Buffalo. Right. So, tell me about Ayuk and Pittman. Who? Ayuk, San Francisco, and Pittman. Oh, we should say with San Francisco. Well, uh, okay, they they don't know if uh, what's his name, fuck. the um, guy that was rookie last year. Come on, help me out. It's a good question. Yeah, well, he's hurt, right? And he has an injury that has historically been one of those that Linger. people struggle struggle to come back yes. from year one. And they've been signing different players. This offseason, but he looks like, uh, from all camp reports so far, he's been just settling in. And I think he could he could have a monster season because they don't have anybody else. And the one thing I'll say that Ayuk has going for him that none of these other rookies, even Lamb have, is he has the coach that will put him in a, in a situation to succeed. And opportunity. More opportunity. I don't know about opportunity because I think the three guys we talked about will have more opportunity yeah. to succeed. They'll have more opportunity to put up stats, right? But Ayuk is going to have more opportunity to. Um, Shanahan will be able to simplify his route tree better than right. these other coaches. I got one more. Pittman, or another one. Another one. Okay, then I'll talk about Pittman. You talk about Pittman. Who's the guy that went to? Here's a guy. Here's here's a guy who doesn't know how to do a thing. Um, went to Jacksonville. Lavisca Chenault. Do you want me to talk about Lavisca Chenault and you talk about Pittman? No, I'll, I have I'll... I have opinions about Lavisca okay. Chenault. I think Chenault. Okay, so you've got they already have uh, uh, Chark. Chark. Do 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 do. But I think Lavisca could be that guy on the other side that. Does a thing for that team. 
Um, they like to throw the ball. They, I mean, they, they want to run the ball, obviously. But Jacksonville likes to throw the ball. Um, I just think he's in a good situation where he can produce. I'm not saying he's a thousand yard receiver, but I think he could be like an 800 yard, five touchdown guy. That's a high line for a rookie. It is, but I think that I think he could be that for Jacksonville because they don't have much else. I don't think LaVisca Chenault will break 500 yards. I think LaVisca Chenault's a pilot. You don't think trash. so? No. He's an incredible athlete. He is incredible. Who should play running back because oh. he can't fucking run rounds. You don't and he's think a wide so? Receiver. No, he can't run rounds. He's the exact same size as Zeke. Literally the exact same size. He's Zeke what? as a wide receiver. Uh, 225 and... Yeah. He, height, weight, same, exact same thing. So he, what he is, is he's Zeke without durability. <laughs> LaVisca Chenault, if you watch him at Colorado last year, that guy, like, uh, look at the LaShawn McCoy type, right? He gets hit, yes. he gets murdered, he's off the field, and you're like, what? Oh, he's oh, done. He's, he's done for the he's year. He's done for the year. Yeah, right. That's right. LaVisca Chenault, except 40 times a game. Oh, gross. Yeah. All right. So I don't think LaVisca Chenault's going to break 500 yards. He will not right. be on a single team. I hope you draft him because he's going to tank your team and he's a Well, I don't want to draft him. I just thought he would. Fine. And then Michael Pittman uh, for the Pittman, Colts. Pittman, I love Pittman. Yeah. For the Colts? Yeah. Oh, I love him. Super, super high floor wide receiver. Mm-hmm. May have a lower ceiling than the guys we're talking about, but, but he fits well into what they need. Yep. Big body. He's yep. going to pair up perfectly with T.Y. Again, I don't think he's going to have huge fantasy games, but he's going to really open up that offense as far from a NFL perspective. I think what he will do is actually make T.Y. Hilton a better draft pick. You know, where you're going to select T.Y. Hilton because right. of their quarterback play and right. stuff. I think he's going to make T.Y. better than where you would select him. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, it. the last couple of years has been, okay, T.Y. is the guy, but can they get him the ball? Right. This year, it's, they have pieces to free up T.Y., and it's can he stay healthy. Right. If he, yeah, I agree with you. If he stays healthy, he's going to oh, exceed yeah. draft position. Yeah. But if he doesn't, again, he doesn't yeah, yeah. He's stay healthy. All right, let's talk uh, new quarterbacks. Let's talk new running backs. Okay, fine. Because we only we only talked about Clyde Edwards. Let's talk about Edwards Lair. Okay, fine. Well, Clyde Edwards Lair. That's easy. That's easy. Well, day. yeah. Again, came out of LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, high powered offense. The thing coming out of LSU is he was by many scouts' approximation the best route runner as a wide receiver or as a running back since Christian McCaffrey. And everybody said, you know what? If he goes to Kansas City. Yeah. That's a good fit. Yeah. Well, guess where he went? Kansas, Kansas City. Kansas City. So. You know they're going to use him, especially with uh, Williams opting out. Mm-hmm. There is no way that Andy Reid does not get him involved early and often, not only in the running game, but in the passing game. Andy Reid found his Brian Westbrook again. Yeah, he did. That's that. That's all there is to it. Yeah. If, ever, if anybody remembers playing fantasy back in late 2000s right i mean i do yeah brian westbrook was up there for number one pick i mean it was before uh you know the pass catchers pass catching back really got the love they deserved in fantasy because everybody was like oh you know i want the bruiser and you know know, well yeah 
and that doesn't necessarily pan out for fantasy. No. But, yeah. So, yes, Edwards Lair, I, I'd be surprised if he falls out of the first round of our draft. Oh, he's not going to. No. That's easy, easy day. All right. What, um, what else we got? Next highest picked running back, Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin. Okay. Most of people around us know him well. He murdered Iowa, which <laughs> actually says something for running yeah. backs. Cause, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, we actually, yeah. Anyway, um, what's his opportunity? All he has to do is beat out Marlon Mack. Which is, I mean, Mack has been one of those players that has feasted on volume, right? He's, he's not a guy that uh, is electric, but they give him... 20 carries and, and he, he's going to get 3.5 or 4 every time and he and he does something get, with it he's he's 20 carries for 80 yards and he's what he and is. he gets the goal line carries too yep. so he gets those one yard touchdowns and 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 you know with opportunity i i think marlon max gonna have 150 carries and i think T- jonathan taylor's gonna have 200 yeah. I, I think it's gonna be split that way i you know i think taylor will take over the backfield but i think they're gonna spell him a bit to you know all right what and, about what about detroit uh, DeAndre Swift. Yes. Let's DeAndre go there. DeAndre Swift. So, Jonathan Taylor is the best pure runner in the class by yep. far. Yes. Clyde Edwards-Dallaire is the best cat- pass catcher by far. Okay. DeAndre Swift's the best running back All right. by far. Um, what happens does, there? Because there's... He does everything. And the thing with DeAndre Swift is, uh, and, and you'll see it a couple of times because the Lions don't have the best offensive line. No, they don't. He will come to almost complete stop and do a juke or you know do a move of that nature yeah and he's back up to full speed immediately it's it's unbelievable um the the thing there obviously again you're up against carry on johnson right clearly they don't have faith in carry on well obviously they were the one or they don't have faith that he can stay healthy right and he's been dang dinged up in camp already Carry on is yes, yes. Carry on is still wearing a knee brace in camp. All right, so, but Swift's not a bad mid round pick, is what you're saying. Where would you take him? (laughs) I don't know. I'm putting you on spot. I okay. Would would you take him in the sixth? Last year, Carry on was a third, right? Right. Yes. Late third. Maybe early fourth in our okay. maybe early maybe fourth in our. okay. Would you take Swift in the sixth, the fifth? No. Seventh. I'm more of a context drafter, like who's around to right. get there. But right. Yeah, I mean, in the in those mid rounds, you you just got to find your guy and yeah. I mean, right. if if you believe. If you believe that carry on is not going to be healthy all year, right. then, then Swift is going to exceed his expectation. But if right. you have any inkling at all that carry on is going to eat into his workload, that's not going to be a fun situation. Yeah, it's a problem. Week. And and that that offense, they showed it last year, while Patricia wants to run the ball, run, right. run, run. He'll throw it. it, it if it doesn't work for him yep. and he's, he's coaching for his job, yep. they're going to throw the damn ball. That's right. the other thing that I. That's the other concern I have with that offense is, you know, they they could very well just turn into a more passive, heavy offense, and all of a sudden Swift's getting ten carries and Carryon's getting five, and 
And nobody, yeah, you nobody. I mean, everybody's everybody's getting 12, 12 touches out of the backfield yeah. a game, and you're not happy. All right. Speaking of throwing, let's go to quarterbacks. Oh, we're missing one. What? J.K. Dobbins. Oh, with the, Ravens. the Ravens. So as much what as does he people, do to? As much as people said Clyde Edwards-Alaire would be a perfect fit with, yeah, the Kansas City. Now people didn't predict J.K. Dobbins to. No, the Ravens, no, no, no. But. That is a perfect fit as well. Okay, because uh, okay, here's here's what we need to talk about because we got Dobbins, Ohio State, by the way, Ohio State, and we've got Ingram, who's there already, and we've got the quarterback who already already runs a lot, right? Yep. What is he shaping up there? So when you have a running quarterback. Historically, you look at the RG three years. You look at you know, right, right. The running backs, a are more efficient, but they get less carries, so those offset. But you generally see more touchdown efficiency as well. You saw that with Ingram last year. Yes, Ingram had like five receiving touchdowns on twenty five catches, like unbelievable. Right, right. That's, because that's... because Lamar's just going to roll out. Ingram's going to run to the flat, and, and he's he just going to dump it off dump and it. run. Yep. Yep. And, again, Dobbins coming out of the Ohio State system where read option, outside zone, I mean, perfect fit there as yep. well. Um, I think there it's gonna be, they're going to run Ingram at the start of the year. And if you draft Dobbins, you're going to kind of wait and see. But I think Dobbins could be the guy that ends up on more championship teams than anybody else. Like uh, Johnson. Uh, for the Cardinals, um, out of you and I. Oh, David years Johnson. ago. Yeah, years, years ago. ago. Like yeah. he was. He didn't. He didn't have his uh, coming out party until week eleven, week yep. twelve, yep. right yep. before yep. the fantasy playoffs. Yep. But he won people championships. Yeah, you're right. And I think Dobbins could be the same way. All right. Where he could all of a sudden start getting the workload and take off. Again, I don't know that you're going to be happy with him early in the year, though. No, I'm with that. All right. Should we move to quarterbacks? Sure. All right, Tua, what do you think? It all depends on, well. All reports are he's healthy. Healthy, moving good, all that kind of thing. What does it do for this Miami offense? Because not only do we have uh, um, Tua as the quarterback, but people are looking at the wide receiver there who came out last year and just like balled out. Parker was like. I mean, for part of the year, he was wide receiver five. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. Here's here's what I think it does. All right. I think when you have a Jameis Winston or Ryan Fitzpatrick-led offense. Yep. They're going to go, fuck it, and just launch it. Yeah. Right? You think two is a checker? Two is not going to. He's not a checker. He's a good quarterback, but he's just not going to do that. Right? Two is comps coming out of college were Sam Bradford and Drew Brees. Those were his. Right. Uh. Those were his NFL games. All right. So, again, two great quarterbacks, but you could get Sam Bradford with the durability issues. Right. Or, But if he stays healthy, he's Drew Brees, right? So, but again, neither and one of those guys that's are... That's a hell of a dichotomy right there. Right, but, I mean, you think about it. If, if Sam Bradford had stayed healthy, he probably was Drew Brees because any time he was on the field and healthy, he was producing. Mm-hmm. He, he never really struggled on the field. True, true. So... 
Um, yeah, I mean, I. Th- but neither one of those guys really throws it down the field. They're accurate as all hell, yeah. which is what Tua is. Um, most accurate quarterback in this class by far. Um, okay. So I think what it does is if Tua takes over, all the other options outside of Mike Kosicki get hurt, but the Dolphins get better. Okay. They're a better NFL team with Tua, right. but they're likely a worse fantasy team, especially since they'll simplify the playbook a little bit. They'll rein in Tua, make sure he doesn't make mistakes. You know. All right. Whereas Fitzpatrick, why? What does he care? Again, sure. throw it deep. What about uh, San Diego? And 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 specifically, I'm talking about their wide receiver, Mike Williams. No, no. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, who's usually a very top pick in fantasy what is he with the new quarterback well Tyrod Taylor is going to start the year right we saw what Tyrod Taylor did with the Bills a couple years ago I mean he was one of those ultra efficient guys that he produced when he was with the Bills being ultra efficient yes he didn't with the Browns being ultra efficient and got replaced like after a couple games So what, how, that's the thing. So I, I think Tua is going to be in there week five or six. Yeah. What do you think about San Diego? Because, you know, a lot of people Un- will, Taylor, will be looking at. Uh, Taylor's going to have to blow it for Herbert to get in there. All right. Early at all. All right. I, I don't, I don't see it happening. You don't see Herbert. it happening? I mean, Herbert, Herbert is super raw. You got a cannon on him, but I, I just don't. I don't see so, it. So so where do you place where do you place the wide receiver then? Keenan Allen? Yeah, where do you place Allen because of his quarterback situation? You got I mean you gotta lower him. Yeah. All right. I I, I mean I'm it's with hard that. because because Phillip Rivers looks like he was throwing a fucking shot put ball while he was throwing it right. last year. But Keenan Allen doesn't really get down the field so as much. That's Mike Williams' job. So right. I think Mike He's more underneath. I think Mike Williams gets better. I don't know that Keenan Allen does, or he takes a step back. And if Herbert comes in, yeah, I really don't like Keenan Allen then. At, right. at that point, at that point, I think that offense is going to be Eckler and Mike Williams. I agree with you 100, percent and that's why we do the podcast, man. Yeah, and then for these kind of insights, Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. the last one. Um, or the last the big one, the last Cincinnati. quarterback that's going to get in this year. Oh, the big question. Yeah. Is the receiver healthy? AJ Green. AJ Green. He already pulled his hammy. I know. Right. I think I'm. I'm sorry. I I hate to say it because the guy's been a stud for years. I think he's done. You know what? You know what's exactly what's going to happen? What? The exact same thing that happened in last year's draft. What? We're going to get to round nine, round ten. And somebody's going to be sitting there weak at wide receiver and go. I'll take AJ Green. Man, this is a lottery ticket, but yeah, damn, and they're going to regret it. Yeah, yeah, I did last year, but yeah, I mean, it because it, it's going to be because again, if AJ Green's on the field, he's a top twelve wide receiver, no doubt about it. No doubt, never no. has been. No, AJ Green no, no. produces when he's on the field. Yep, I but just, he hasn't. He hasn't played sixteen since twenty seventeen. He's already had another soft tissue injury. It's just like, dude, this guy is just. Can't stay healthy. And anymore. they drafted his replacement. All right. And T. Higgins, by the way. Another All right. Rookie, but not I'm going to do a tangent here. What do you think about. 
the Cardinals. And specifically with the new receiver. Hopkins. Hopkins coming there with uh, the quarterback in his second year. Yep. Now with a, not only Hopkins is a receiver, he's got. Uh, Larry Fitz, Christian Kirk. Both Andy of them. Isabella, Hakeem Butler. All these guys. What do you think? Do you think that he's due for, I mean, people are going to draft him. Kyler? Or Kyler. Yeah. Probably around fifth or sixth quarterback. You think? It depends. Um, I've seen him go as high as third quarterback, and I've seen him go as low as probably eight. So, I mean, okay. So, well, okay. probably not as low as eight. Probably as low as five or six. Okay, so, so you're you're in that, in that you're in that ballpark. second tier, right? right? You're in the second tier after you get past Mahomes and Lamar. So, what is your opinion on that? Do you think that all of a sudden Hopkins makes them super f- dangerous? I or don't, I don't think Hopkins, from a fantasy perspective, changes anything. All right. From a purely fantasy perspective. All right. From an NFL perspective, changes a lot. Yeah, um, I agree. I think they get more wins because he's on the team. And I think Kyler takes a step forward and they get yes, more wins. Yes, And I think Kyler doesn't... Kyler made a lot of mistakes of just trusting his arm too much. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah and being aggressive. Into, right, no. throwing into triple coverage. Yeah, and, yeah. and again, you're going to have less triple coverage because Hopkins is going to be on the field. True. Or or it's going to be on Hopkins and you're going to go, okay, here, Christian Kirk, have a... Have a twenty-yard pass. Right here, Larry Fitz. Have a fifteen-yard pass. Right, you're going to get a lot of easier. I stuff. mean, you got Larry Fitz, a future Hall of Famer, easy. Right. I mean, first, first ballot. He's, first ballot. He has yeah, to. yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go to another quarterback, Dak Prescott. There's been all kinds of things about how Dallas didn't sign him. This and the other thing. How do you see him panning out this year? I, I think him and I think him and Kyler are from a again a fantasy perspective. They're comparable. All right. I, I think they're going to finish right next to each other. Um, in that five area? Three, four, five, six. I All mean, right. Dak finishes quarterback three last year. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, they're going to be there with Deshaun Watson. Uh, do you think Do you think Deshaun Watson can finish that high without? Deshaun Watson has got it done with worse weapons. All right. I, I mean. I mean, they're going to depend on. Um, look, I'll tell you this much. What's his name being healthy? What position? I don't even Receiver. know. Receiver. Cooks? No. The other guy. Fuller? Fuller. Who's yeah. always hurt. Yeah, I mean, Fuller is a help, but... No, I... Watson is going to get it. He's going to get it done? He, if, if they can't pass the ball, he's going to start scrambling, right. and you're going to be just fine for fantasy. All right. But, no, I mean... Back, back to Dag. Ooh, that's a rhyme. Yeah, there you go. No, I, I think he's going to finish up there again. It's just, um, I, I think the any questions you have with Dak are with how does Mike McCarthy change things. Right. All right, so. So far, so far the report is that Kellen Moore is going to continue calling plays. Yes. We've seen Mike McCarthy historically, like once a year, say, I hate how you're calling plays. I'm taking this <laughs> yeah. shit over. All right. And the offenses take off at that point. Let's do but, this. 
since we're already at 45 minutes, yeah. let's wrap it up. Who do you think your number one quarterback for the year is going to be? The number and we'll one? And do, we'll do every position. Who do you think the best quarterback is going to be for the year? Mahomes. Mahomes? All right. It's not even a question. All right. Lamar, uh, Lamar, Lamar was far too efficient last year, touchdown-wise. Yes, I think his I agree. touchdown efficiency is going to come down. He's still going to put up the yards and stuff, yep. which was awesome. But I think he's going to have less touchdowns. Agree Mahomes. 100%. Running back. See, I'm That's less tough. I'm less optimistic on McCaffrey than a lot of people are. Okay. Um again, McCaffrey's going to be top 5 easy. Probably, but who's your number 1? Man. I I could see Ta- Saquon taking that throne back. I really could. Um I would say Saquon or Zeke. That would be my the, the two. only reason I the only reason I hesitate with Zeke is, is because of McCarthy. all the receivers. Well, it's because of McCarthy. McCarthy's always Oh yeah, yeah. McCarthy's yes. all set up to do exactly yeah, yeah. what he's all, what he always did in Green Bay, go three wide. Yeah. And outside of two Eddie Lacy years, their running backs were awful. And granted, Zeke is by far the most talented running back he's ever had. Yeah. But all I right. just I worry because Garrett was the yeah. Like, give it to Zeke 20 times a game and we'll yeah. be happy. All right. Receiver. Receiver's the toughest one. Yes. I want you to do yours because I have to think about receiver. I'll probably have to go with New Orleans. Thomas? Thomas. I mean, I mean the guy point, has just proved it year after year. I'm going to go with Thomas. I'm just, like, thinking through... All the different teams. Well, let me let me think out loud here. Dolphins, nobody. Patriots, nobody. Bills, Diggs isn't going to do it. Uh, and Jets, nobody's going to do it. Right. Um. The uh, NFC East: Dallas, Washington, Philly, and ah, shit. Who's who's who else is in that division? Um. Dallas, Washington, Philly, and some other terrible team. Oh, the Giants. Yeah, nobody nobody there is going to do anything of note. I mean, you could think about Cooper, maybe, but there's no way he's going to finish as the wide receiver one overall. Um, you go out west, you got Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers. I mean, Tyreek Hill has to be in the conversation anytime. Especially with our our bonus point structure, and out west it's the Cardinals, Rams, 49ers, Seahawks. I don't see anybody there. North Bears, Lions, Packers, Vikings. Nobody. Devonte Adams, but God, I don't know. I don't. I don't like that. And Ravens, Bengals, Browns, Steelers. No, nobody there. Texans, Colts, Jags, Titans. Nobody there of note. Falcons, Panthers, Saints, Bucks. I mean, yeah, you know what? It's going to be hard to bet against Michael Thomas, but I think my official prediction would be Tyreek Hill as the wide receiver number one overall. Just because, again, with our with our structure where Tyreek can get those bonus points and, you know, break off those long touchdowns at any given time, he's going to be my... Uh, my kind of, you know, 1B to Michael Thomas. 
I can't disagree with that. Yeah. All right, tight end. I mean, Kittle's finished tight end one for how many straight years? You know what? I'm with you on that. Kittle. Uh, I'm sorry, Kelsey. Kelsey. No, no. I'm Kelsey, going... Kelsey has finished tight end one. Yes, but I'm going Kittle because of the uh, problems they have at receiver in San Francisco. Yes. So I'm going Kittle. I I can't bet against Kelsey until until he until he shows it. Right, but he's been yeah. well, he's been tight end number one for yeah, yeah. four or five straight years. I'm going I'm going to Iowa. Kittle. Yeah. All right. Who's your surprise Be- defense? Well, it was going to be the Cowboys until McCoy got hurt. I I still think it is the Cowboys. For, from a again from a fantasy perspective, we're not talking real defense. From a fantasy perspective, the Cowboys did the opposite of what you wanted for fantasy. They held low yards. Yep. No turnovers. Right. They did bend but don't break. Right. This year's Cowboys are going to do break but don't bend. They are correct. They are pinning their ears back, going for the passer, and hoping that leads to interceptions. You know what? I'm with you on that. All right. All right. So. And uh, let's, because we're keeping kickers, throw a kicker in there. I mean, you you had the call of Joey Sly last year. I know, right? And I you know, think that, You know who I'm calling this year? Huh. Little homer pick, Greg the Leg. Yeah. Because Dallas's offense is going to be pretty powerful, and... He has not missed yet in preseason. So here's what, well, and, and he's healthy. Did you see the report today? And, did you see the report today? Yeah. They were kicking on the uh, narrowed uprights, and he was nailing them from the star. Right. So I'm just saying that, and Greg will like this. My brother. Good one. Former Ram. Greg the leg, he was injured last year, and they gave up on him, and Dallas got a fucking steal to sign that guy. Um, I, I, th- I think he is going to be a top-five kicker easy this year. You know, so I was going to go with Joey Sly just because um, I think that offense he is going to be, be fine. Yes. I think it's going to be better than what it was with. But they may have to settle for field goals. Exactly. Yeah. I I don't know that they're going to score as much as you want. Yep. I agree. uh, All right. Last one. Who is your fantasy MVP? We talk about it every year. Normally, we both go, who exceeds their draft position? Right. Who is the... Or are we going, who exceeds their draft position? Or who is the number one scorer? Who wins people titles? Which normally means exceeds their draft position the most. Oh God, because I would I would say I believe that uh, Mahomes is going to be the MVP. Yeah. Because I think he's going to score the most points. Right. You're saying who exceeds their draft position? Right. Who is the biggest game breaker for their individual team or for the fantasy team? Wow. On where he's drafted. On where he's drafted. I have two. Go for it. I think Dak Prescott could be. Okay. And I also think uh, Buffalo quarterback. Josh Allen? Josh Allen could. If he gets his shit together. I don't I don't like the Josh Allen pick. Well, mine. I'm just going quarterback. Here's mine. All right. Oh, no. I had another one, but I, he's going to draft high. I was going to say uh, the... Kansas City guy. 
Oh, Clyde Edwards. Yeah, yeah, but he's getting drafted high, so that yeah, doesn't no. count. Mine is uh, DJ Moore. DJ, ooh, I think for Carolina because he's probably going to be a third or fourth round wide receiver. Probably. And I think he has a very high chance. Not a very high chance. He is one of those guys that you get in the third or fourth round that has a chance to take the step into All right. a top five wide receiver and be like that solidifying force. You got another one? Um. Well, I already said J.K. Dobbins could be on the most championship teams. Just yes. Because of how that's going to work out. Um. You know. Oh, I have another if, one. If. If. So. I, I think we're on the same one. Go I, ahead. I don't think so at all. Okay. If Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is dealing with a minor hamstring strain. Okay. Right now. If You're right. We're Hill, on the same one. Yeah. If Hill is hobbled and is on and off the field, Mecole Hardman could be a game. He's not going to go until the ninth, tenth round, something oh, like that. Because he's at that, best. he's the third wide receiver out yeah. there. And if if Hill's gone, Mecole Hardman was drafted when Hill was going through all the shit that they didn't think he was going right. to play again. Right. They drafted him as the Hill replacement. If Hill's off the field, Hardman's going to eat. Yeah. You're right. All right, guys. Who was your other one? You said we were on the same page. Oh, I thought I thought you were going to say uh, uh, Detroit running back. Swift? Swift. No. I thought you were going to say that. No. Nope, not at all. All right. Then never mind. <laughs> Forget I said anything. <laughs> all right. Hey, guys. Uh, that's it for this podcast. Um, again, if anybody has any, uh, you know questions or anything texas but uh we're gonna hit this and we'll make sure to put the polls up yep and what, please, what polls were we i don't know uh, somebody remind us somebody text us what polls we're supposed to put yep up. and uh wish me well on fixing my house and i hope it falls over oh thanks a lot you're welcome you're the best person ever goodbye goodbye <laughs>